Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, this is Arsene Wenger. Welcome to this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day program. Premier League, Monday, September 25th, 2017, Arsenal versus West Bromwich Albion, kickoff 8pm. The contents, the manager, the captain, voice of Arsenal, young gun, in the mix, match action, Chelsea versus Arsenal, community, women, that's me, visitors, unseen, Match action, Arsenal versus Doncaster Rovers. Player, my story, my Arsenal, teams. The boss, Arsene Wenger. Back to the Premier League after a hard-fought Carabao Cup win. Arsene was talking to Nick Bramsack. We started positively against Doncaster in our last match, the first 25 minutes had a good flow, but after that we lost a bit of cohesion. The speed of our passing decreased, and we found it hard to get the second goal. We did the job, even if we didn't do it in the style we wanted to. It's always a bit of a concern, because you want to capitalise on every chance you create. Unfortunately, the finishing qualities weren't there. I believe their goalkeeper had an excellent performance too, and as long as you don't score the second goal, these games don't open up. We had plenty of shots on goal, but our finishing was not completely there. Doncaster deserve credit for their performance. I would say they played well. They had absolute total fitness. They were well organised. They came to give us a tough time. They never showed any weakness mentally. They kept going until the end and could have scored as well. I must say, I was surprised by their quality and their level, so they shouldn't be too worried about staying in League One. I think they need to adapt because they just came up, but they have enough to stay in the league. What was pleasing for me was to be able to give debuts to Josh De Silva and Joe Willock, and a first start to Rhys Nelson. We are very proud of giving opportunities to academy graduates here. The club is about values, and one of our values is giving a chance to young players. It's always a personal satisfaction when I see that the club can have a positive influence on young players and give them a chance. Last Wednesday, we'll have taught them about the intensity of the game, 
that the quality of the decision-making needs to be spot on, and especially the quality of your concentration. They all showed qualities, but sometimes they were surprised by a lack of concentration. At that level, you cannot afford that. Overall, there are positives in their performances because they've shown a good level, but tactically, they still have to adjust to the intensity. There are some similarities with Joe and Jack Wilshire. It was good to see Jack complete the full game against Doncaster. I wanted to leave him on to give him 90 minutes, and overall, I think it was an ideal game for him to gain confidence and fitness. He is available now to play, and the decision I have to make is when to play him. Everybody is looking at him because, of course, they expect him to come back to his best, and I wish that as well. Moving on to tonight's game, it will be strange to see Kieran Gibbs lining up in a different shirt because he is a player who has been educated here from a very young age. I am sure that he will have great motivation and will have a huge influence at West Brom and it can give another push to his career. Kieran became an England international here. He made a good career with us. It's something we're proud of and that he can be too. I'm told that Gareth Barry could become the Premier League's record appearance maker this evening. It's an incredible achievement, but he is a marvellous player. Personally, I think he's been underrated because he is always focused, determined, strong in the challenge, has good vision, a top quality left foot, and is also a very good defender. He's a very intelligent player on the pitch, and him breaking Ryan Giggs's record is absolutely a remarkable achievement, because it shows that this guy has dedicated his life to the game. It's a shame that he didn't get more England caps, but he was playing at a time when it was hard to get in the team ahead of players like Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard and David Beckham. West Brom are always tricky opponents, and they always have a similar way of playing, be it at home or away. They start with a strong defensive basis, and maybe at home they base their game more on set-piece strength. But they are a dangerous side to play at home or away. They have a long experience when it comes to the culture of the Premier League, and they can hurt you from every position. Finally, we'll be without Callum Chambers this evening. He had a little reoccurrence of his hip problem against Doncaster, and won't be back before the international break. Danny Walbeck is in a similar situation. He has a groin injury and is targeting a return against Watford when we return from the international games. He won't be available for England or for us before the break. Mesut Ozil missed the Chelsea and Doncaster games, but he's back in training now, though at the stage of writing it's too early to say whether he'll feature. Enjoy the game. Catalysts for change in the new official monthly magazine, the boss was asked if the transfer deadline moving to the Thursday before the Premier League starts will affect the preparation for the new season. This is what he said. Nobody knows. I believe people will adapt by making their decisions early. What happens now is that you're contacted 48 hours before the end of the transfer window and someone says, are you still interested in this player? You worked on that deal for three months. They close the door and then suddenly they open it up again with two days to go. It's all rushed decisions and very hectic in the last week. 
once you go into the games as well, you don't know if the players are speaking to their agents on the afternoon of the game or to other clubs, so they don't focus on the game. It's not right how it was. The Captain Pa Mertesacker on the importance of momentum and tonight's match. We're determined to keep our good home run going this evening. That means putting West Brom under pressure from the start and playing our game, moving the ball quickly and incisively. We might need patience, as was the case last season. But what's important is that we start on the front foot, as we did against Leicester and Bournemouth. Of course, the aim is to break them down as soon as we can, but we're well aware of the challenge we will face today. We'll need to be at our best, so let's take the best facets of our recent performances and give a convincing display. We must be consistent at home. It was important for us to win on Wednesday to build momentum. It was tough from the first to the last minute. The longer the game went on, the harder it got for us to keep control of the ball, to keep control of the game. It was difficult, but we got through and we're going to build on that. Doncaster did really well and their forwards, especially in the second half, had the physique to withstand 90 minutes. It was a good test for us and those who didn't feature in the Premier League last time had a go. It's vital that we get game time, that we get extra fitness. Only with these games can you get that extra shape that you need to compete for places in the Premier League. It was important to win, but we obviously need to improve and move the ball quicker at times. For some of the younger players, Wednesday would have been a big lesson. When you play against League One teams, they really come at you and every time you touch the ball... Someone is behind you. It was a good test for everyone. To get comfortable playing in front of big crowds is what we have the development centre for, the academy. That's what they want, to be playing at the Emirates. So they need to rise to those occasions and play to the level that's required. It's going to be hard, it's going to be tough, but those tests are vital for those young players. There was a lot of talk about Jack Wilshere after the game and it's very good to have him back out there. For Jack, what's most important is to stay healthy, train at a high level and play at a high level. We want him to extend his game and take it to the next level. There are high expectations and Jack expects a lot from himself too. At times, the way he kept the ball in tight situations, it was vintage Jack. But it's important not to put too much pressure on him. Let him be himself and find his rhythm. He's going to be key in creating chances and in making a difference in the middle of the pitch. He's done some brilliant work in training and that's what we need from him. That's what we want to see from him in the future here at Arsenal. He gives us another option with Santi Cazorla injured. I think they can be similar players in terms of their creativity. Jack absolutely loves this club. He wants to give his all for us 
and it's very positive to have him back. I thought he created some good moments for us on Wednesday night and maybe we should have benefited more from them. It was good to see him leading the team, working hard and setting the tone. His approach is going to be vital and you can certainly sense that he's keen to get back to his very best as soon as possible. Jack's creativity almost set up Olivier for what would have been a sensational 100th goal for us. It was a shame that his overhead kick didn't go in, but Ollie is patient and he knows it's going to come soon. He scored so many special goals for us in such a variety of ways. When he gets chances, he takes them. So I'm sure he'll reach his milestone soon. What I really like about Ollie is his movement. He doesn't just create chances for himself, he opens up space for others and that's what contributes to him being such a key player for us. Off the pitch, he's a big player too. We have lots of options up front and it's down to those players to make the most of their opportunities when they come. It's key to see how players react to that, to not playing in every single game. He's been brilliant. He's putting pressure on those who have started in the Premier League with his performances and is a really good option for the manager. We're really happy that Ollie stayed, that he faced the situation and that he's still here and wants to fight for his place. In my opinion, that shows leadership. Thanks for your support. Junior Gunners Matchday Takeover It was a pleasure to meet and be interviewed by Junior Gunner Dylan after last Wednesday's match. He asked me an intelligent question and clearly has a real passion for the game. It's important for the club to give these opportunities to our young fans to come in and see how a match day works. We had 12 in total, shadowing members of staff before the Doncaster game and hopefully they took a lot from the experience. Voice of Arsenal Matches played, 57 Matches won, 27 Matches drawn, 19 Matches lost, 11 It's Norwich in the next round Our reward for beating Doncaster Rovers in the third round of the Carabao Cup is a last 16 fixture at home to Norwich City The match will be played in the week beginning October 23rd The date was not yet known at press time we last met the Canaries in April 2016, with Danny Welbeck scoring to give us a 1-0 win. In fact, we're unbeaten in our last eight home matches against the Norfolk side, our last defeat coming in our first ever Premier League match in August 1992. We last played Norwich in the League Cup in November 1993, when Ian Wright's double and one from Paul Person gave us a 3-0 win at Carrow Road. Matchball Sponsor this evening's Matchball sponsors have sent in this message. Our dad, Walter Dahl, is 70 years old today. He has been following Arsenal, the Gunners, for almost just as many years. Have a great day in Match Dad. Love Heidi, Philip and Jorgen. Welcome back, Gibbo. Everyone at Arsenal would like to welcome back Kieran Gibbs to Emirates Stadium this afternoon. During his 13 years at the club, Kieran made 230 appearances and won three FA Cups, establishing himself as an important first-team player in the process. We'd also like to wish him a very happy 28th birthday for tomorrow. New Sensory Room A new sensory room facility launches today, 
offering supporters with profound needs and their families and carers the opportunity to enjoy a game in comfortable and stimulating surroundings. The facility includes top-of-the-range equipment. The sensory room adds to Arsenal's long history of providing facilities and services for disabled supporters, dating back to the early 1960s when the club first introduced a commentary service for blind and visually impaired supporters, a service which continues to this day. We also provide an audio version of every home matchday programme for blind and visually impaired supporters and Arsenal were the first Premier League team to install a guide dog toilet facility. Other facilities and services which have been introduced include a disabled supporters matchday lounge where disabled fans can meet and enjoy a hot drink before games. The club also installed a Changing Places toilet facility in March 2014 which includes a hoist and changing table, enabling the severely disabled to come to games, knowing there is a toilet they can use in safety and comfort. Above and Beyond Congratulations to Vizella Lee, who went above and beyond with her programme selling skills against Doncaster Rovers last Wednesday. Vizella deservedly won a Puma sports bag, and we'd like to thank her for her sterling efforts on the evening. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing program at arsenal.co.uk Memory Lane This evening's match will be the first time we've played at home on a Monday since West Bromwich Albion last visited Emirates Stadium. That match, played on Boxing Day last year, was decided late on when Olivia Giroud came off the bench to head home our winning goal. Match Day Takeover At Wednesday's Carabao Cup match against Doncaster Rovers, the club welcomed 12 junior gunners aged 9-16 to who have won the chance to assist a number of matchday staff and go behind the scenes at Emirates Stadium. It was an amazing night for the young fans who performed the following essential jobs at Emirates. Aidan 9 shadowed Vic Akers, kit manager. Show 16 worked with David Price, club photographer. Lana 9 was a mini matchday experience director, shadowing Sue Campbell, head of tours, events and supporter liaison. Dylan 11 became a reporter for the day, working with Connor Armstrong. David, 10, assisted Reese Watson, head ground staff. Boris, 13, joined Nigel Mitchell, pitch side at Matchday Host. Samia, 13, took over our social media channels, working with James Fremantle, social media producer. Abby, 16, assisted Jodie Trodell as a camera operator and equipment manager. Theo, 11, helped Liam Roberts, live producer and director, to direct our Matchday show. Danny, nine, worked as a mini matchday experience manager, shadowing Matt Parsons, events manager of the tours, events and supporter liaison department. Thomas, 13, shadowed all areas of event safety and stadium control. Ellie, 13, became a mini director's box host for the night, working with David Miles and Lucy Tucker. On this day, 1963, our first away European match against Stavenet. 2002, Gilberto scores after 20.7 seconds against PSV. 2013, Hector Bellerin made his debut in League Cup win over West Brom. Coming up, Thursday, we're away at Bait Borisov in the Europa League. Saturday, the under-18s are away at Brighton and Arsenal women travel to Man City. Sunday, Brighton visit Emirates Stadium in the Premier League. We're taking over! Thank you to all of the junior gunners for their invaluable help and we're sure all fans will enjoy watching a video of our young fans in action on our YouTube channel. Bag it. 
Win with Arsenal and Puma. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit promoter Puma are giving away travel bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Question time. Who scored the only goal when we beat WBA 1-0 on Boxing Day 2016? Email your answer, including your name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. All entries to us by Friday, September 29th. One entry per person. Young Gun, the next generation in their own words. Jordan Makineff. Jordan was speaking to Lambros Lambrou. Born Derry, Ireland, January the 8th, 2001. Height and weight, 183 centimetres, 68 kilograms. School, St. Columns College, Derry. Joined scholar, position, midfielder, boots, Nike Mercurial. Making the switch from part-time football in Ireland to full-time in England took some getting used to. But once I got up to speed and fitness, I was fired up to stake my claim for a regular spot in the under-18s and possibly get a chance with the under-23s too. Unfortunately, I fractured my left foot a few weeks ago in a challenge in training, which has made me revise my plans to getting back to full fitness by January and then establish myself in the under-18s. I'm an attacking midfielder and like to run with the ball at defenders, which is my main strength. Our under-18s coach Kwame started calling me bestie after a game against Nuremberg when I picked up the ball close to the halfway line and dribbled past five or six opposition players. I take that as a massive compliment from him, even though I know it was a bit of a joke. I played up to under-17 level with Northern Ireland, but made a change to the Republic of Ireland as my dad is from Dublin. Steve Morrow spotted me playing internationally and also in the Milk Cup when I was playing for County Derry. I've been coming over to Arsenal on the occasional weekend during school holidays for the past couple of seasons and so have been getting used to the culture of the club and style of play over here. It's a lot more physical in Ireland. That was especially the case for me as before I signed my scholarship for Arsenal, I played for Coleraine, which was a men's team, so that helped me develop my strength. In England, the game is quicker and much more technical, and we're able to play more of a passing game because the pitches are so much better. My brother Aaron was at Spurs a few years ago and signed as a professional, but injuries and a bit of homesickness led him going back home where he plays for Derry City. I was actually invited for a trial by Spurs first. I went along, but then Arsenal came in, and as soon as I trained with the coaches and players here and used the facilities, I felt more at home and comfortable. Being offered a scholarship with Arsenal is the highlight of my career so far, and I'm looking forward to getting back out to training and playing games so that I can get back on track as I'm focused on playing professionally with Arsenal. Being injured is tough, especially watching everyone else go out to train and play when I'm getting treatment, but I will cut my Christmas break short to come back and make sure I'm ready in January. I have a lot of support from the club, but also my brother who gives me advice. My agent is Graham Barrett, who came over from Ireland to Arsenal when he was 15 about 20 years ago. It helps that he has trodden the path before and we speak regularly. 
I'm in Diggs in Southgate with my hosts Peter and Julie, who make sure that Ryan Huddard, Harry Clark and I are all well looked after. We support each other and socialise too. I'm feeling very settled and eager to get back playing and improving so I can make the best of this opportunity I have and make everyone that has supported me proud. The Lowdown Who has been the biggest influence on your career? My brothers. What's the best aspect of your game? Running with the ball. And what do you still need to work on? Heading. Defending. Which team did you support as a boy? Chelsea. Who did you pretend to be in the playground? George Best or Zidane? Which current player would you most like to play against? Messi. If you could score any goal from history, which one would it be? Any goal in a World Cup final. What's been the greatest moment in your career so far? Signing for Arsenal. If you had to sing one song to save your life, which one would it be? Broken Strings by James Morrison. What's your most valuable possession? My phone. And which was your best subject at school? English. You choose. Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Stormzy or Jay Huss? Stormzy. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Home kit or away kit? Home kit. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Sliders or flip-flops? Flip-flops. Long-range goal or dribble through the team? Dribble through the team. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. 40 metres or 400 metres? 400 metres. Early mornings or late nights? Late nights. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Left foot, Heavier Amici. Skills, Tyrese John Jules. Vision, Robbie Burton. Commitment, Harry Clark. Strength, Vonte Daly Campbell. Trainer, Dom Thompson. Touch, Matthew Smith. Right foot, Trey Coyle. In the mix. Everything you need to know, and plenty you don't, about an Arsenal-based topic. Emirates Stadium. 1. During construction, the song played to test the speaker was Encore une fois by Sash, and the film played to test the screens was My Big Fat Greek Wedding. 2. Abu Dhabi installed the first seat at Emirates Stadium on March 13, 2006. 10. Tottenham have conceded the most goals of all visiting sides, 34 times in 14 matches. 9. The capacity this season is 59,867, split between upper tier 26,588, lower tier 23,895, club level 6,941, box level 2,027, director's box 136, diamond club 168, and press box 112. 
eight. There have been 83 different visiting teams in senior first team matches at Emirates Stadium. 11. There are 104 full height and 28 half height turnstiles, as well as 13 glazed gates providing access to the stadium. 12. 2 0 to Arsenal is the most common scoreline, recorded 43 times. 13. The highest point of the stadium is 41.466 metres above pitch level. 19. Bruce Springsteen, Coldplay, Muse and Green Day have all staged concerts at Emirates. 18. Each of the first eight league matches at Emirates finished either 3-0 to Arsenal or 1-1. 3. Klaas Jan Huntelaar scored the first goal at the stadium in the Dennis Bergkamp testimonial match against Ajax. Aston Villa's Olof Melberg scored the first competitive goal. 4. Arsenal have scored 119 more goals at the North Bank than the clock end, 384 to 265. 7. Arsenal remained unbeaten at Emirates throughout 2007-2008. Only the second time in the club's history we completed an unbeaten home campaign. 6. There are 32 legends featured on huge murals around the stadium core. 5. Our overall record at Emirates is played 309, won 208, drawn 62, lost 39, goals for 649, goals against 241. 14. The huge concrete arsenal letters at the end of the Danny Fisman Bridge are each 3 metres tall and weigh 56.7 tonnes in total. 17. The stadium has hosted seven full international matches. Brazil featured in each of them. 16. The stadium complex covers 17 acres and includes one dog toilet on site. 15. 62 different players have scored for Arsenal at Emirates Stadium. And there have been 21 own goals in our favour. Match action. Chelsea versus Arsenal. Sunday, September 17th, 2017. Premier League. Game number seven. Chelsea nil. Arsenal nil. Venue. Stamford Bridge. Referee. Michael Oliver. Attendance. 41,478. Line-up for Chelsea. Courtois, number 13. Aspen Equator, number 28. David Luiz, number 30. Kay Hill, number 24. Moses, number 15. Conte, number 7. Fabregas, number 4. Alonso, number 3. Willian, number 22. Subbed off in the 70th minute. Pedro, number 11. Subbed off in the 46th minute. Morata, number 9. Subbed off in the 89th minute. Substitutes. Caballero, number 1. Rudiger, number 2. Hazard, number 10. 
subbed on in the 70th minute. Bakayoko, number 14, subbed on in the 46th minute. Zappa Costa, number 21. Batshuayi, number 23. Christiansen, number 27, subbed on in the 89th minute. Line-up for Arsenal. Czech, number 33. Mustafi, number 20. Kulshini, number 6. Monreal, number 18. Bellerin, number 24. Ramsey, number 8. Xhaka, number 29. Kalasanak, number 31. Iwobi, number 17, subbed off in the 80th minute. Welbeck, number 23, subbed off in the 73rd minute. Lacazette, number 9, subbed off in the 66th minute. Substitutes, Ospina, number 13. Mertesacker, number 4. Elneny, number 35, subbed on in the 80th minute. Maitland Niles, number 30. Walcott, number 14. Alexis, number 7, subbed on in the 66th minute. Giroux, number 12, subbed on in the 73rd minute. Match stats for Chelsea. Total shots, 13. Shots on target, 4. Corners, 5. Offsides, 4. Fouls, 11. Possession, 51%. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots, 11. Shots on target, 2. Corners, 1. Offsides, 2. Fouls, 15. 49% possession. Match facts. Arsenal keep their first clean sheet at Stamford Bridge since 2005. This was Arsene Wenger's 59th match versus Chelsea, making them the club he's faced the most often during this time at the Gunners. Chelsea have had a red card in each of the past three matches against Arsenal. Man of the match, Aaron Ramsey. First half. After Chelsea made a bright opening, the Gunners began to grow into the match and made several decent chances. After good work down the right from Hector Bellerin, Danny Welbeck headed over when well-placed and Alexander Lacazette had a near-post effort stage from another Bellerin cross. Petr Cech then denied Pedro when the Spaniard burst through one-on-one to keep the host at bay. Just before the break, we spurned our best chance of the game. Aaron Ramsey beat several challengers before hitting the post and Lacazette blazed the rebound over. Second half. The second half was a more cagey affair with chances harder to come by. Arsene Wenger introduced Alexis Sanchez for the final 20 minutes and Olivia Giroud after Danny Welbeck went down injured, but neither sub could find the breakthrough. Shkodra Mustafi thought he had put Arsenal ahead when he nodded home from a free kick, but the offside flag was raised. With less than two minutes remaining, Chelsea were reduced to ten men after David Luiz was dismissed for a nasty late challenge on Siad Kalasinic but the game ended goalless. Community. Using the power of the Arsenal name to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Twitter in the community. Great to have our first amputee friendly of the season. Thanks for having us. At Albion in the com. Not the warmest on the coast. Where are they now? Nick Irwin. When were you involved with Arsenal in the community? I started with the department in September 2000 and left the club around three years later. What was your role? 
I completed the community traineeship program and loved every minute of it. I was lucky enough during this time to coach football both in the local community and all over the country on soccer schools, as well as a fantastic trip to Cyprus where we coached on the RAF base. What are you doing now? Since leaving the club I gained degrees in both sports therapy and physiotherapy and my current role is with Millwall FC where I am head of academy sports science and medicine and a member of the academy management team. How did your time with the community department help you in your current role? My time at Arsenal developed me so much as a person. It gave me the confidence to stand in front of a group of people and present and coach, as well as teaching me how to communicate to a massive range of people from all walks of life. I just hope I can use these skills as the head physiotherapist at Arsenal in the future. P.L. Kicks P.L. Kicks is widely acknowledged as one of the Premier League's flagship programmes. This is due to a combination of the variety and quality of activities and opportunities offered, the number of participants reached and the positive impact that the programme has had on individuals and in the wider community. The bedrock of the programme since its inception over 10 years ago has been the regular football activity sessions delivered in communities in Islington, Camden, Westminster and Hackney. These football sessions provide youngsters with a safe place to play football in a positive environment and are completely free of charge. The sessions provide an opportunity for staff and participants to build up trust and develop positive working relationships and it is through these that the social skills of cooperation, teamwork, respect for others and following rules are stressed to participants. One aspect of the programme is to provide opportunities for participants to play competitive football in organised leagues and tournaments. Through participation in organised football, youngsters have to show reliability, commitment and organisation, virtues that will stand them in good stead for the rest of their lives. The matches and tournaments that we play against other football clubs are a great source of anticipation and enjoyment for the youngsters. The matches give them something to aim for and team selection is based just as much on attitude and behaviour as it is on playing activity. This reinforces the life lesson that if you do the right thing, you'll often get rewarded. During the recent school summer holiday, our PL Cakes programme was busy either hosting or travelling to matches and tournaments. In addition to being crowned the Cup Kings of Camden after winning the Unity Cup, Matches were played against Aston Villa, Millwall, Derby County, Chelsea, Liverpool, Coventry City, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Newcastle United and tonight's visitors, West Bromwich Albion. Working with the Albion Foundation has always been a pleasure and like ourselves, they are well renowned for the quality and diversity of programmes offered. Our staff and players always look forward to visiting the black country for the warm reception that we receive. If any of our friends from the Albion Foundation are here tonight, we hope you enjoy yourself and have a safe trip back home and we'll be seeing you during the next school holiday. For further information regarding PL Cakes in Camden and Westminster, email sdavis at arsenal.co.uk. Arsenal Women
International Gunners in Action as England hit Russia for six. Jody and Jordan on target. England women got off to a flyer in their World Cup qualifying campaign on Tuesday night, beating Russia 6-0 at Tranmere Rovers, Prenton Park. Man City's Nikita Paris scored the opening goal on 11 minutes before the Gunners' girls got involved. Golden Boot winner from the recent European Championships, Jodie Taylor, quickly added a second from close range. A special moment for Jodie, who hails from a stone's throw from Prenton Park in Birkenhead. Gunners midfielder Jordan Nobbs then rifled home a third with typical power. It was yet another superb performance from Nobbs, which earned her the player of the match. Lucy Bronze made it 4-0 just before half-time and England even had the luxury of Fran Kirby missing a penalty. After the break, Tony Duggan helped herself to a couple of goals in what was something of a walk in the park for the beleaguered Mark Sampson's team as over 7,000 supporters enjoyed the perfect start to England's campaign. The Three Lions' next fixture against Bosnia and Herzegovina is at Walsall's Banks Stadium on Friday, November 24th, 7.05pm, followed by the visit of Kazakhstan on Tuesday, November 28th, 7.05pm. A game played at Colchester United's Western Homes Community Stadium. Tickets for the games start at just £1 for concessions. Get full details from thefa.com. Derby delight for Louise. Louise Quinn was at the heart of the island defence as she travelled across the border to Lurgan and beat Northern Ireland 2-0. A Rachel Furness own goal in the first half was followed by a goal from Megan Campbell after the break. Qualification will be a tough challenge for the Irish with Norway and the Netherlands also in their group. But they've got off to the best possible start. Bring on Bristol. Arsenal kicked off their WSL campaign yesterday against Birmingham. But why not get yourself down to the Gunners' next match in fortnight's time? Pedro Martinez's team take on Bristol City on the 8th of October 2017 at Meadow Park. Kick-off 12.30pm. It's an international weekend for the men's team, so a perfect way of getting your Arsenal fix. Tickets are available for just £6 for adults, £3 concessions if you book online in advance through arsenal.com. If you pay on a match day, the prices are £10 and £5 respectively. And if you attend any Arsenal women's match, remember to pick up a programme. You could say our sister publication. The 24-page programme is packed full of interviews, features and stats and costs just £2. Get your Arsenal membership now. The most successful women's team in the country is celebrating its 30th anniversary by introducing a new membership scheme for supporters, along with access to our... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Home games, members will receive a range of exclusive benefits, including access to discounted tickets, a membership pack filled with limited edition merchandise, Priority access and discounts to exclusive Arsenal WFC events, including our 30th birthday celebrations and entry into the ballot to attend an open training session. There is also a junior membership for under 16s, which includes a birthday card on your special day, entry into our mascots ballot and the opportunity to be part of our junior members takeover day. Membership costs £60 for adults and £30 for under 16s and over 65s. You can find out more details and apply by heading to www.arsenal.com forward slash women. Oh, and all supporters who sign up by September 30th will go into a competition to have their membership hand delivered to their door by one of our players. That's me. Carlo's 15-minute hat-trick at Stamford Bridge to beat the Blues in 1999 is unforgettable for anyone who witnessed it. Brothers Alexander and Oliver Baker, lifelong Gooners, originally from Stroud Green, were there and are pictured revelling in the moment Nigerian celebrated his third. Alexander takes up the story. I saw this photo for the first time on Twitter fairly recently. I was 23 at the time and Oliver was 26. I've got my hand over my face, but my brother is really prominent. You can also see our friends, Joe Stanley, wearing yellow next to me, and Tim Ranson. Well, that's his red shoulder just in front of my brother. We went to the game on the back of having seen us humbled by Barcelona at Wembley the previous week, and Chelsea hadn't conceded at home in the league that season, but we normally beat them. I remember it was a wet day, and there were puddles on the pitch. We'd gone to the game with Tim and Joe. It seems odd now, but we wore our colours. You don't really do that these days for London derbies. Even at 2-0 down, with the 15 minutes to go and not playing well, you always think, if only we could get one back. Then Carnu stabbed one in from over Mars's ball, and we all celebrated that we were back in the game. And when he banged in the equaliser, Stamford Bridge fell silent, apart from the pocket of away fans in the lower tier. Then it happened. A bad ball from Suka forces Carnu out wide. He dribbles down towards goal, and out comes Degui. Typical Carney. He seemingly goes the wrong way round him, so close to the byline, and through a puddle. And then that perfect arrow over the despairing leaps of Lebouf and Desai, and into the far corner from an impossible angle. Wow, we went crazy. Plenty of taunting the home fans, and soon the final whistle goes. 
Normally after an away win, we tried to sneak out and get back to the car, but we had our shirts on, so there was no hiding. It was scary how quickly you were mixing with the home fans outside. My mate was spat at, but we managed to get back to the car where we could celebrate properly. I went to seven away games that season, including a visit to Copenhagen in May, which really could have done with a last-minute winner. I still get to as many games as possible, and my three boys, James, Henry and Tom, aged seven, five and two, are all gooners too, and all have Arsenal names. That's Alex James, Thierry Henry and Michael Thomas. Are you in an Arsenal picture? Have you ever spotted yourself in a famous Arsenal picture? If you have, we'd love to hear your story. Email programme at arsenal.co.uk or call 020-7704-4130 and ask to speak to the editor. Name. Oliver Baker with children Amber, Olivia and Theo. Alexander Baker. Occupation. Company directors. Photo date. October 23rd, 1999. Photo location. Stamford Bridge. Honourable mentions to Michael Polston, his mate Rob Jacks and Mark Brindle, all of whom let us know they're in this fantastic picture. The visitors, West Bromwich Albion. West Brom have made a decent start to the new Premier League season. By Mike Hammond. Tony Pulis's side were out of the traps in impressive style, winning each of their opening two league games, 1-0 at home to Bournemouth and away to Burnley. But despite picking up only two points from their next three fixtures, with two home draws against Stoke, 1-1, and West Ham, 0-0, sandwiching a 3-1 defeat at Brighton, they go into this evening's encounter a point above the Gunners. This is the Baggies' eighth successive season in the Premier League, which is their longest run in the top flight since they strung together ten consecutive campaigns in the old first division from 1976 to 86. They finished tenth last term, their highest finish since 2012-13, when manager Steve Clark steered a team fuelled by the 17 goals of on-loan Romelu Lukaku to eighth position, but for much of the 2016-17 campaign, it looked as if Poulos's men would fare even better. A 3-1 win at home to Arsenal in March effectively ensured the Midlanders' Premier League safety as they lifted their points tally to 43. However, their last nine fixtures would bring only two further points and just four further goals as they stumbled towards the finish line. Furthermore, their final four matches at the Hawthorns all ended in 1-0 defeats, the last of them against Chelsea, securing the title for Antonio Conte's side. In common with most Premier League clubs, the Baggies had a busy summer transfer window, with the rivals outnumbering the departures. Although they lost skipper Darren Fletcher to nearby Stoke City on a free, they have brought in a couple of like-for-like replacements in Gareth Barry and Jegush Krikoviak from Everton and Paris Saint-Germain loan, respectively. They have also beefed up their attack with Jay Rodriguez from Southampton, added to their defensive ranks with the acquisition of Egypt international centre-back Ahmed Hegazi and long-serving Arsenal left-back Kieran Gibbs, and spent the largest fee ever recorded for a Scottish footballer with the £15 million they forked out to bring Oliver Burke from Bundesliga runners-up RB Leipzig. 
with new skipper Johnny Evans having also been retained despite much speculation. There is enough quality in the Albion squad to keep them well clear of the relegation zone and perhaps challenge once again for a top half of the table finish. It is 36 years since European football was last played at the Hawthorns and ending that drought remains an ambition of the club's owners and fans alike. They will not be reaching the 2018-19 UEFA Europa League via the Carabao Cup, however, as they were knocked out of that competition by inform Manchester City last Wednesday. The team's immediate priority will be to bounce back from that disappointment this evening by becoming the first visitors this season to take Premier League points off Arsenal. A brief history. Formed 1878. Stadium, the Hawthorns. Capacity, 26,852. Manager, Tony Pullis. Record league win, 12-0 versus Darwin, April 4th, 1892. Record goal scorer, Tony Brown, 279. Oldest PL player, Dean Keeley, 39 years, 6 months, 7 days. The breakdown, scouting report. A very familiar threat tonight for the Gunners, by Michael Cox. Five games into the new Premier League campaign and it's a familiar tale for Tony Pullis. Three clean sheets, only four goals and just about in the top half of the league table. His back-to-basics approach consistently keeps teams away from a relegation battle and a couple of excellent signings mean West Brom might end up pushing for a European place this season. West Brom's four goals this season illustrate precisely what Pullis is all about. Ahmed Hegazi's winner against Bournemouth on the opening day was a header from a set-piece. Hal Robson-Kanu's winner at Burnley came following a long ball, while Jay Rodriguez's opener in a 1-1 draw against Stoke and James Morrison's consolation in a 3-1 defeat at Brighton came following crosses. Set-piece long balls crosses. That's West Brom summarised neatly. Pulis's determination to back his side with aerial weapons means he's sometimes deployed four centre-backs across his defence, although his acquisition of Kieran Gibbs means he at least plays with one conventional full-back. Craig Dawson will play considerably more defensively on the opposite flank, however, with Hagazi partnering the outstanding Johnny Evans in the middle. Pulis has used two different formats to his midfield so far this season. The two surefire starters are holding midfielder Gareth Barry, who tonight should overtake Ryan Gibbs to become the outright record Premier League appearance holder on 633, and tough-tackling Jagush Krikoviak, who was superb with Sevilla and unfortunate to find himself down the pecking order at PSG. Alongside them, Pulis can either deploy Jake Livermore, who provides positional discipline and reliable passing in a 4-3-3, or the more attack-minded James Morrison, who would play as the number 10 in 4-2-3-1. The former is more likely this evening as Poulis attempts to keep things tight. Matt Phillips is a speedy right-winger, capable of counter-attacking menacingly, and it's notable that the majority of West Brom's passing flows down their right flank. Then comes Poulis's second dilemma. In three games this season, he's deployed Jay Rodriguez, a technical all-round forward up front with an extra winger on the left flank, while in the other two matches he's deployed Salomon Rondon, a traditional target man, and used Rodriguez out wide. 
it seems more likely that Rodriguez will start up front here with one of Chris Brunt or James McLean used wide to bring more defensive discipline and counter-attacking speed. Rondon, while an aerial threat, isn't regularly involved when his team are on the back foot. Arsenal's last meeting with West Brom was a 3-1 defeat at the Hawthorns in March when defender Dawson headed home twice from corners. Poulis always wants in-swinging corners, so I expect to see left-footed Brunt or Barry taking them from the right and right-footed Phillips from the left. Brunt tends to launch longer balls towards the back post. Barry's set-pieces are more floated, while Phillips has been the most dangerous so far this season, powering the ball towards the near post. Every corner is played into the six-yard box, and Arsenal must be ready for this aerial test. Did you know? There has not been a draw in this fixture in the past seven meetings. The last stalemate between the two sides came on October the 6th, 2013, a 1-1 draw in which Jack Wilshire cancelled out Claudio Jacob's opener. Tony Pulis has lost on each of the ten occasions he has been in the opposition dugout at Emirates Stadium. Last time we met, 3-1-17 Premier League, West Brom 3, Dawson in the 12th and 75th minutes and Robson Carnu in the 55th, Arsenal 1, Alexis in the 15th minute. Playing for West Brom were Foster, Dawson, Evans, McCauley, Nyam, Livermore, Brunt, substituted by Jacob in the 72nd minute, Chardley, substituted by Field in the 90th minute, Fletcher, McLean, Rondon, substituted by Robson Carnu in the 54th minute. Subs not used were Myhill, Olsen, Wilson and Laco. Playing for Arsenal were Czech, substituted by Ospina in the 38th minute, Bellerin, Kozielny, Mustafi, Monreal, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Sharka, Walcott, substituted by Giroud in the 65th minute, Ramsey, Alexis, substituted by Iwobi in the 78th minute, and Welbeck, subs not used were Gabriel, Metasaka, Coquelin and Elneny. Quick stats. Played for both, Kieran Gibbs, Kevin Campbell, Serge Nabry, Carnu, Don Howe. Last five meetings, West Brom 3, Arsenal 1, Premier League, March the 18th, 2017. Arsenal 1, West Brom 0, Premier League, December the 26th, 2016. Arsenal 2, West Brom 0, Premier League, April the 21st, 2016. West Brom 2, Arsenal 1, Premier League, November the 21st, 2015. Arsenal 4, West Brom 1, Premier League, May the 24th, 2015. Overall record, played 139. Arsenal wins 70, draws 31. West Brom wins 38. Arsenal goals 240. West Brom goals 175. The run 27. There hasn't been a goalless draw in this fixture since November the 23rd, 1985. We have played 27 times since. Unseen Arsenal The Hawthorns, May 13th, 2012 Two moments spring immediately to mind when reflecting on Kieran Gibbs' time with Arsenal. In the 13th minute of the 2014 FA Cup final, 
Already 2-0 down against Hull City, the defender headed Alex Bruce's effort off the line to keep the deficits manageable and breathe life into our famous comeback. But this inch-perfect sliding tackle on Billy Jones in the final moments of the 2011-12 season might well be his defining moment. The Gunners led 3-2 at the Hawthorns, needing to hold on to all three points to finish third and therefore guarantee another Champions League qualification at Tottenham's expense. Just as Sergio Aguero was scoring a dramatic title-winning goal 80 miles up the M6 in Manchester, the ball fell to Jones in a similar position in the Arsenal penalty area. We were into the second of five minutes of injury time, and Kieran launched a sliding block just as Jones pulled the trigger, diverting the ball away for a corner and giving Arsenal fans everywhere palpitations. Arsene Wenger found comfort in Pat Rice's embrace next to him on the bench. Five years later, Kieran now calls the Hawthorns home, of course, having ended his 13-year association with the Gunners to move to the Baggies in the summer. A picture of Kieran's superb slider has long eluded the Arsenal media team and you are unlikely to have seen this picture before unless you are a regular reader of West Brom's own publications. They have kindly let us reproduce it tonight. In truth, it represents just one of many highlights during Kieran's Arsenal career, during which he played 230 times, scored six goals and won three FA Cups. We wish Kieran, who turns 28 tomorrow, more success during the new phase of his career and with West Brom's last home game of the season featuring the visit of Tottenham, he might yet prove our saviour once again in future. Further perspective 1. Kieran Gibbs came off the bench in this game and had been on the pitch for 22 minutes when he made this timely intervention. 2. This was Roy Hodgson's last game as West Brom manager before he took over as England's boss. Match action. Arsenal versus Doncaster Rovers. Wednesday, September 20th, 2017. Carabao Cup, third round. Game number eight. Arsenal 1, Doncaster Rovers nil. Venue, Emirates Stadium. Referee, Scott Duncan. Attendance, 44,064. Arsenal scorer, Walcott in the 25th minute. Line-up for Arsenal. Aspina, number 13. Chambers, number 21, subbed off in the 46th minute. Mertesacker, number 4. Holding, number 16. Nelson, number 61, subbed off in the 84th minute. El Nenny, number 35. Wilshire, number 10. Maitland Niles, number 30. Walcott, number 14, subbed off in the 76th minute. Alexis, number 7. Giroud, number 12. Substitutes Macy, number 54. Monreal, number 18. Akpom, number 32. De Silva, number 43, subbed on in the 46th minute. Inketia, number 62. Willock, number 69, 
subbed on on the 84th minute. Iwobi, number 17, subbed on in the 76th minute. The lineup for Doncaster Rovers. Lawler, number one. Blair, number 17. Wright, number 15. Butler, number six. Mason, number eight. Rowe, number 10. Coppinger, number 26, subbed off in the 62nd minute. Horton, number 16, subbed off in the 62nd minute. Whiteman, number 12. Congolo, number 7. May, number 19, subbed off in the 76th minute. Substitutes. Alcock, number 2, subbed on in the 62nd minute. Marquis, number 9, subbed on in the 76th minute. Williams, number 11. Morosi, number 13. Mandeville, number 14, subbed on in the 62nd minute. Toffolo, number 18. Garrett, number 20. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots, 27. Shots on target, 8. Corners, 10. Offside, 0. Fouls, 7. Possession, 57%. Match stats for Doncaster Rovers. Total shots, 7. Shots on target, 2. Corners, 6. Offsides, 3. Fouls, 10. 43% possession. Match facts. This is the first time Jack Wilshire has completed 90 minutes in a match for Arsenal since September 23, 2014. The Gunners haven't lost to lower league opposition at home in the League Cup since November 1983. Josh De Silva became our 845th all-time player while Joe Willock is the 846 to play for the first team. Man of the match, Jack Wilshire. First half. Although he made 11 changes to the side that drew with Chelsea, it was a strong Arsenal side that took on League One outfit, Doncaster Rovers. The Gunners created plenty of early chances. Olivier Giroud nearly brought up his century of Arsenal goals with an acrobatic effort, but his shot hit the crossbar. Midway through the half, Theo Walcott broke the deadlock, controlling and finishing well inside the area after Alexis picked him out with a superb pass. Jack Wilshire scuffed a shot at the near post and Giroud headed over in dominant first half. Second half. Academy product Josh De Silva came on at half-time to make his debut in place of the injured Callum Chambers as Doncaster upped their work rate in the second period. But the best chance fell to Walcott, set up by Giroud only for the England man to blaze over when through on goal. The game was far from over, and Rovers had a golden opportunity to level when John Marquis pounced on a loose Ainsley Maitland Nels back pass and sprinted free. The Arsenal youngster recovered well, though, to make the saving tackle. Norwich City lie in wait in the next round. Player interview. Alex Iwobi by Rob Kelly. Born in Lagos, Nigeria, May the 3rd, 1996. Previous clubs none. Quick stats. Alex has played 64 times for the first team, 20 as a sub, and scored 6 goals. He has 10 caps for Nigeria and has scored once for his country. Alex Iwobi could have been forgiven for having flashbacks on Wednesday night. He was one of eight Arsenal Academy products involved in our win over Doncaster Rovers, but this time Alex was one of the elder statesmen rather than a fresh-faced debutante. 
The skillful forward made his bow for the Gunners in the same competition two seasons earlier, also against lower league opposition, a 3-0 defeat at Sheffield Wednesday. The Nigerian has come a long way since then, though. He's made 64 first-team outings, scoring six times, and was called upon to replace Masuto Ozil for our last Premier League game, last Sunday's draw at Chelsea. So it's been something of a whirlwind ride since his debut, and his career path so far serves as an inspiration for those young gunners currently on the fringes of the squad. The matchday programme caught up with Alex after Wednesday's 1-0 win and began by reflecting on a tough night's work. Is it fair to say the game against Doncaster was trickier than expected? Alex replied, yes, they put up a good fight to be fair. It was a tough fight and a big test for us. It wasn't as easy as it was meant to be on paper, but it was a decent experience for some young players and it was good to go into the next round as well. Question. How do you feel the academy boys performed? He answered, Josh and Joe had their first competitive game and Reese had his first start, so that was good for them. I think they fitted in very well and I'm sure they did their families proud because I believe they did well, in my opinion. Question. Did you have a word with them before? What sort of advice is given in that situation? Alex said, Just enjoy the moment is the advice I was told. Express yourself and play with no fear. The older players will also give them advice and help them on the pitch. Even if they make a mistake, you won't get onto their backs. You just have to enjoy the moment, really. Question. Rhys always says you're his inspiration. Do you feel more senior now that it's your third season with the group? Listen, I feel the same. The same kid that got given my debut. I'm always trying to impress. I'm always trying to do my best. My mentality is still the same. I wouldn't say I've changed or anything about me has changed, but I'm a bit more comfortable in my surroundings now. Question. The draw with Chelsea was your first league start this season. Pleased with the performance? He answered, We've had this recent history of not being able to get a result at Stamford Bridge and to get a draw and play how we did was very good for us and it also gives us a confidence boost to now carry into our next games. Question. Does it prove that you can get those results and maybe you were even disappointed not to take all three points? He said, definitely, we could have won, we had a few opportunities, we believed that we had the better chances, and we also felt we played better than Chelsea. At the end of the day, if we score one, then we would probably go on to score two or three. It just wasn't meant to be, and we managed to get a point, so that's good. Question, did the result at Liverpool give you added motivation for the game at Stamford Bridge? Alex said, of course. The way we performed against Liverpool was not the standards that Arsenal set and it's not something we were proud of. We wanted to prove that we are better than that and we use it for motivation. Question. What did the boss say about your role at Stamford Bridge? Alex said. We worked on it in training, especially when we were out of position. We worked well defensively against Chelsea, but we also created chances as well. As long as we are able to defend well, we know we are going to be able to create chances. We just weren't able to take them at Stamford Bridge. Question. Is tracking back a lot something that comes naturally, or is it something you've had to learn? 
Alex answered, It's something I've had to learn. I've always been an offensive player, so I've had to add it to my game. I wouldn't say I was a goal-hanger, but it's something that I need to work on. Question. Danny Welbeck looked to be in great form prior to his knock. Alex answered, He's someone who has the ability to get goals as well, so it will be a loss. I don't think he will be out of the squad for too long. I certainly hope not. He will be back soon, and I hope that he manages to come back stronger. Question. Danny's absence opens up an opportunity for you, though, doesn't it? Alex said, I guess so, but there's so many attacking players here, so whatever the boss decides is what will happen. Question. Do you look at Danny as someone you can learn from? Alex said, yes, especially in training. Danny is always talking to me. There have been times where I've stayed back after training because I need to work on my finishing, and he gives me advice, and we talk about trying to stay composed. Question. Do you get on well off the pitch? He said, I do, yes. He's taught me some Manchester slang, actually, but their slang doesn't sound right when I say it. I'm not from Manchester. Question, looking ahead to today, what do you make of West Brom? Alex said, they're very good at set pieces. We're going to be working on defending set pieces, I'm sure. They're a physical side and we have to show them and everyone else that we are not just a team that plays pretty football. We need to show that we can be aggressive and put challenges in as well and be a challenge for them. Question, your first appearance in an Arsenal first-team squad came a year before your debut when we met West Brom in the League Cup. What do you remember of the experience? He answered, I remember I was a scholar in the academy at the time. I think someone else was meant to go there because I was due to be in education. But then all of a sudden I got a call from Neil Bamfield to say, Alex, you're in the squad. I was confused and I didn't think he was being serious because I hadn't actually trained that much with the first team or done that much with the first team. But I remember being really excited. I had to go and get the tracksuit because the first team tracksuits were different to the youth ones and I just couldn't believe it. I didn't even get told to warm up at any point but just being on the bench that night was amazing and gave me an amazing feeling. Question. Will it be strange playing against Kieran Gibbs tonight? He answered, When you're on the pitch, you've got to get down to business. Kieran is a very good player, very talented and with a very good left foot. It's definitely something I'll be up for. He knows me and I know him, so it could go either way. Every day in training he was working hard, he was consistent, and it's unfortunate for him that at a club like Arsenal we have so many good left-backs. I'm sure he'll get a lot of game time at West Brom and be able to show his qualities. Question. Another player that represented both teams is fellow Nigeria international Kanu. What does he mean to you? He answered, he's a legend. When I go with the Nigerian national team, I'm always reminded of how good he was. He wasn't the quickest, but the skills he had and the goals he scored made him an amazing player. He's always giving me advice when I see him and telling me what I need to do. He's a really nice person. Question. He said you're the future of Nigerian football. Alex said, It's nice to hear. I'll have to prove him right. Kano was the one that did the scoop turn, 
and everyone in Nigeria loves that move because of him. Igala does it now, and he probably learned it from him. At the Legends game last year, he looked like he could still play for us. Last question. Finally, what have you made of our other young Nigerian at the club, Kalechi and Wakali, who we have learned to VVV Venlo in Holland? His last answer, I haven't trained much with him, but I've seen what he's capable of. I've heard a lot about him in Nigeria. They really rate him. He just has to be patient, take his chance, continue performing well on loan, and take his opportunity when it comes. There are lots of young players coming through in Nigeria, so it's exciting times. My story. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Ball Out, a local outdoor community basketball coaching programme and tournament. Two of the young participants reveal how it helped their summer lift off. Malachi, age 12. I only used to play basketball at school as I didn't know where else to play, which I found hard because it's fun and I love playing in my spare time. The Ball Out sessions took place every day in Finsbury Park over the summer holidays. They lasted two hours and we got proper advice from Alex Ducasse, who's a local coach with loads of experience. We did lots of drills and learned loads of new skills, so it was never dull. My favourite player is Kyrie Irving, who plays for Boston Celtics in the NBA. I hope I can play like him one day. Personally, I'm a quiet person and normally keep myself to myself. But playing so much this summer meant I met a lot of new people and made some really good new friends. I enjoyed ball out because for me, there was nothing else to do this summer and playing basketball was better than anything else I could have been doing. The ball out sessions have been great and I'm definitely coming back next year to play again. Also, this season I'm going to join Coach Alex's team so I have somewhere to play regularly. Dovey, aged 14. I've been playing basketball for about five years now. I used to go to Finsbury Park to play in my free time, but I never trained or played with a team. My dad plays basketball too, and he's very good, so he's been teaching me a lot of things over the years, but I've been searching for somewhere to play for a long time. I heard about Ball Out from my friends, and thought I'd give it a try. I'm a quiet person, so I was a bit worried if I would fit in, but the coach made me feel really comfortable, and I really liked coming to the sessions. I went to as many as I could. The weather was generally good too, which helped because the sessions were outdoors. I wouldn't have been as good in the wet. There was also a tournament, which meant loads of different people from all around the borough met up to play against each other. It was fierce, but the atmosphere was really friendly and it was a good chance to meet new people. Like Malachi, I'm joining the NW Jazz team, coached by Alex this season, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so happy I found Ball Out this summer, and I can't wait for the season to start. For more info, please visit www.board-out.co.uk My Arsenal.
We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Today's account comes from Bev Edwards, 55, Hertfordshire, retired. Why are you an Arsenal fan? Arsenal is in my veins. I was introduced to them by my ex's family in 2000. Arsenal's play was different, almost perfect. The atmosphere at Highbury gives me shivers. I love the Emirates and the players still. And with them, good, bad or indifferent, we are family. Favourite place to hang out before kick-off? We park in the ground as I am a disabled supporter. As we go through, I hope to see Gunnosaurus and get a high five. I love him. We will sit outside the armoury, watch our fans and soak up the atmosphere and the excitement of what the next few hours will bring. Favourite away ground? Stoke. As a wheelchair user, I rarely see a goal being scored as fans in front of me jump up and cheer naturally. As stroke, you are higher because they raise the platform and there's a screen viewable from where you sit. Any obscure Arsenal memorabilia? It's an illustration by Deborah Orton called Come on Arsenal. It is a collage of lots of places that mean things to people on their way to the ground. Pubs, the stadium, burger stalls, the underground, flag sellers, and my reason for buying. David skates Red Rolls Royce. My friend David has transformed his car into an Arsenal shrine. What do you wear to games? Arsenal scarf, Arsenal t-shirt, Arsenal rubber wristband, Arsenal metal bracelet and Arsenal silver ring. Whose name and number do you have on the back of your shirt? I have my name and 50 on the back. It was a gift from my daughter for my 50th birthday. Who is your all-time favourite player and why? Gunnosaurus, because he tries his best on the pitch with the children every game and always makes me smile. Which Arsenal player would you most like to go to dinner with and why? Santi Carzola. He's so handsome. His smile is wonderful. I'd love to hear about how his children are getting on with their footy. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history, what would it be? The day we sold Wojciech Szczesny. If you could be present at any Arsenal match in history, which would it be and why? The last game played at Highbury. I can feel the hairs on the back of my neck just thinking about it. If you could play in any Arsenal team in history, which would it be? It would have to be a forward in the Invincible team. Ironic, really, as I'm in a wheelchair, but the thought of it makes me smile. Fans is five. One, favourite Arsenal game. Arsenal 5, Spurs 2, February 26, 2012. My little Thomas Rosicki scored. Always a favourite of mine. 2, match day routine before kickoff. Bag of chips from the chippy near the ground. 3, how do you feel when you approach the ground? I get a feeling of coming home, a sense of pride. 4, where's the furthest you've travelled to watch Arsenal play? Munich. 5, what's the best Arsenal goal you've ever seen live? Giroud's scorpion kick. Teams for Arsenal, manager Arsene Wenger, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 2. Mathieu Debussy. 4. Per Matasaka. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Alexis Sanchez. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Jack Wilshire. 11. Mesut Ozil. 12. Olivier Giroud. 13. David Ospina, goalkeeper. 14. Theo Walcott. 16. Rob Holding. 17. Alex Iwobi. 18. Nacho Monreal. 19. Santi Carzola. 20. Shkodran Mustafi. 21. Callum Chambers. 22. Jeff Crane Adelaide. 23. Danny Welbeck. 24. Hector Bellerin. 29. Granit Xhaka.
30. Ainsley Maitland Niles 31. Siad Kalasinak 32. Tuba Akpom 33. Petra Jack, goalkeeper 34. Francis Coquelin 35. Mohamed Elnani 54. Matt Macy, goalkeeper 61. Rhys Nelson 62. Adrian Kitia 69. Joe Willock For West Bromwich Albion, manager Tony Poulis Blue and white striped shirts, white shorts and blue socks 1. Ben Foster, goalkeeper 2. Alan Nyam 3. Kieran Gibbs 4. Hal Robson, Kanu 5. Claudio Jacob 6. Johnny Evans 7. James Morrison 8. Jake Livermore 9. Salomon Rondon 10. Matt Phillips 11. Chris Brunt 13. Boaz Myhill, goalkeeper 14. James McLean 17. Oliver Burke 18. Gareth Barry 19. J. Rodriguez 20. Jegush Krikoviak 22. Nasa Chadley 23. Gareth McCauley 25. Craig Dawson 26. Ahmed Hagazi 28. Sam Field 40. Alex Palmer, goalkeeper Officials Referee Robert Maidley Assistant Referees Lee Betts, Mark Perry Fourth Official Stuart Atwell The Arsenal Foundation Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport Hello, this is Arsene Wenger That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Matchday Programme Arsenal Junior Membership 2017-18 Always ahead of the game Become a Junior Gunner today Awesome competitions Cool membership pack Chances to meet your heroes Join now Alwaysaheadofthegame.com Forward slash Junior Step left Premier League. Download the official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and get the latest Premier League news. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. We are the Arsenal. New 1718 kits. ArsenalDirect.com. Free £10 voucher with every order. Note terms and conditions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.